Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mentioned this the other day. Scientists say they may have discovered the cause of Alzheimer's and uh, might have a pretty good treatment for it. I love that. Love that. Hope it's true. Hope it's true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just spent a fair amount of time with uh, an older gal who's um, fairly deep into that experience, and it's 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 damn sad. Oof. Um, Dr. Oz Mamet. Is that his last name? I believe it is. It's not whole. <laughs> Dr. Oz Hole. Dr. Oz is going to be a U.S. senator from Pennsylvania. Oh, stop it. I watched him on Brett Barry yesterday. We'll play you a couple of clips a little bit later, but he's... He's a TV personality who's good at telling people what they want to hear, and, and he's smooth, and he's a celebrity. It's funny. I heard him, at, it might have been on Brett Berry, where he was asked, um, you know, what are your chances of winning, or why do you think you can win over all these other opponents? He said, I've got nearly 90% name recognition. Do you know how difficult that is? I thought, that's your argument? People have heard of you? My argument for why I should be elected is people have heard of me. Wow. Okay. You know, honest. that's a pretty honest answer. Oh, it's an honest answer, but it's not. (laughs) He might win me over with his disarming candor. (laughs) Anywho, more on that coming up later. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's our Friday tradition. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Omicron. Omicron. This new um, uh, Omicron. I said that. Have a weary, weary Christmas. <laughs> we might. It was a dramatic scene in the briefing room, packed with people seated shoulder to shoulder, getting news alerts about this new variant, and that is when the door opened. Dr. Anthony Fauci stepped up to the mic and announced, I represent science. This is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele. That's a hot take. <laughs> Dr. Mengele, you say? <laughs> In this case, the thieves didn't have to smash. They raced in through an open door, grabbing expensive merchandise while customers were shopping. Uh, San Francisco is a city that is spiraling or already in the bottom of the toilet. If you ask most Americans what they think overturning Roe would mean, they think it would it would outlaw abortion nationwide, and that's simply not what it would do. Will this institution survive the stench that this creates? Pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put America first. I hate him. I hate him personally. I've seen him on TV. He used to be on Oprah. He helped a lady. She had hangnails all the time. He helped her. (laughs) North Korea banning leather coats, all in an effort to get citizens to stop imitating Kim Jong-un's style. China says the 2022 Winter Olympics will proceed as planned. China is attacking U.S. satellites on almost a daily basis. How do you do business? To what extent do you do business? How do you interact with a genocidal regime? And I'm not saying there's no such thing as systemic racism. I'm saying that focusing on teaching America lessons about that isn't necessary to creating happier black lives. You know, they love to criticize it, but when you live a country like Turkey or, or you know, China or somewhere else, you will appreciate the freedoms you have here. I mean, I, I, honest to God, if I felt that I was responsible, I might have killed myself if I thought I was responsible. I said that earlier in the week. Because of my actions, the actions that my administration has taken, 
in partnership with business, excuse me, with private business and labor. I've refused to get the vaccine till there's equity. I'm off to the doctor's office. <laughs> what is that voice? I just... What voice? <laughs> I was, uh, thank you for calling. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> We're still trying to nail down what Biden says at the beginning of the sentence. Here we go. I said that. Hmm. I said that. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Normally I can guess. Holy cow. Uh, the parents of the suspect in the Michigan school shooting were just charged with. It popped up and then it disappeared. Uh, uh, involuntary manslaughter. Because their gun wasn't secured enough? The guy, yeah. dad, had bought the gun four days earlier. Right, yeah. Boy, that's a tough one. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't, I, I don't I, think you can convict him for that, just off the top of my head. But. I grew up in a world where everybody had access to a gun. Everybody. Every kid I knew had access to a gun. They just didn't have access to murderous intent. Is is going is the future you, you have to have your gun locked up, even if you've got a responsible 17-year-old son that you hunt with knows how to handle firearms. So yet your, you know, your guns are wherever they are. They're not locked. They're in a gun case in the living room where people used to display them because they're cool right. to look at. Yeah. Um, I don't want to claim that it's an idiotic question whether parents should secure guns. Um I just I just I, Well, I don't see I uh, you should, it should, should you legally have to keep a gun secure with a perfectly normal teenage kid at home? Well, right, and then be responsible if they do something with it, if they're not. I just And tell me if this is a terrible metaphor, but I used to gather five days a week in the springtime with a bunch of teenage boys, and we all had access to uh, deadly weapons constantly. They're baseball bats. Um, and I, you could easily kill, you know, a person or two with a ball bat. Kitchen now, is full of deadly weapons. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. So if uh, our uh, you know second baseman had gone crazy and killed somebody, would they have indicted the coach or what? And again, I'm not making light of it. And I'm not saying it's obvious. Um, but that's a tough one. I mean, it's an unspeakable tragedy, obviously. But the biggest, de- the biggest problem with having a gun for self-defense at home for me is how do you have it locked up in any way that I'm going to be able to get to it fast enough that it's going to do me any good? Now, with little kids, I do have my gun locked up, but if my kids are older and they're responsible, I don't want to have to have my gun locked up because the only way it's going to do me any good is if I can get to it really fast. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the law is even where I live. Um, and all of these, all discussions on the Armstrong and Getty show are purely for academic or entertainment reasons. The characters, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, don't even exist as human beings. Entirely fictional, based on no one living or dead. In fact, this is all AI, this com- entire conversation is AI. That's correct. Speaking of uh, robots whose programming isn't so good, if you haven't heard the Nancy Pelosi tape of the day, we'll play it for you this hour. It's, uh, it's something. So I got a tweet for you. It's funny, I went on Twitter last night, said, uh, you know, I get email alerts that uh, such and such tweeted that you follow. And I clicked on it, it was interesting. But then, of course, I went to home 
and you know to, to see what the latest tweets are. I was probably ten seconds into it when I became aware that my mood had soured. Thanks, I was Twitter. Feeling angry and resentful took ten seconds. Ian Bremmer tweeted, "The thing I like most about Twitter is its conviviality," and he was uh, quoting this tweet from David Simon, I believe, the David Simon of. Homicide and all those different shows. Oh, the writer, yeah. Because looking at his bio, it's David Simon, author, journalist, TV writer, producer. So it's that yeah. David Simon, right? And he's a blue check mark. Here's his tweet. I can't use all the words, but I'll give you an idea of it. Wear a effing mask. Get your effing vaccination and convince more of your S bag, dead brained, selfish followers to do the same. That'll thwart Biden's evil plan, you useless, gibbering demagogue. Hmm. <laughs> Again, as Ian Bremmer said, the thing I like most about Twitter is its conviviality. <laughs> but I could I, that is dryly hilarious. So I thought I saw where the tweet was going at the beginning. Okay, you're a you think re, anti-vax Republicans are idiots, but then at the bottom he said that'll thwart Biden's evil plan, you useless gibbering demagogue. So I said that. Well, wait exactly. a minute! This is like a double reverse. Uh, yeah. I'm getting confused. I know. I don't know what's I mean, going on there. It's some pretty good writing. You're to convince your s bag, dead brain, selfish followers to do the same <laughs> to thwart Biden's evil plan. plan. You useless, gibbering demagogue. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tweet, though. I mean, don't make your your slander so grandiloquent nobody can figure out who you're slandering. <laughs> That's a tip. Who am I to tell David Simon how to write? Right? Exactly. But, come on. But I can't tell who you're mad at. I should be able to tell who you're mad at. Are you mad at me or other people? Evildoers. Like Nancy Pelosi, he just brings the fury, looks out at the audience, and everybody's like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say. So we'll, uh, we'll play just a little Dr. Oz for, for you. He was on Brett Baer's show on Fox yesterday. I think he is going to be a U.S. senator. We got Nancy Pelosi's meandering answer to something that is really hard to figure out. And oh, a bunch, boy. And a bunch of other good stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have fought them power folks my whole career. I've taken on big pharma on the show. I've taken on big tech, agrochemical companies. I've got the scars to prove it. And I can't be bought. And this is the time, if I'm ever going to do it, to jump out of the comfort and the safety of a TV show, or frankly, even in the operating room, I don't get attacked usually by people, and start talking about things that really can make our country yeah. succeed. I'm so optimistic. That's Dr. Oz. He was on Brett Bear on Fox yesterday. Joe at the point of a gun is making us play more Dr. Oz clips because I don't want to hear from that piece of crap oh, Dr. Oz oh, ever again oh, in my life. This is not I fair and balanced. Hate him personally. Un- unfair and unbalanced. I'm curious. I missed Brett Bear last night because I was at a fancy gathering. Dancing. You were dancing at a party. For a while. This is what you've become, a guy who dances at parties. Oh, it's worse than that. (laughs) I was wearing a tuxedo. Wow. Dancing. You know, people meet me, they say, He's very fancy. That's the word you hear a lot to describe me. As oh, yeah. I sit here in an Armstrong and Getty t-shirt. If you were going to guess at any point in time, what is Joe Getty doing right now? <laughs> Dancing in a tuxedo is probably... It's a solid guess. Your odds-on favorite. 
Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I missed Brett Bear, and uh, I, I got to admit, I, I find Dr. Oz loathsome in a number of ways. I thought it was hilarious that he said he can't be bought. You're bought by phony supplements all the time, for instance. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I am curious, because just because of name recognition, he he is a significant force. Oh. In the Pennsylvania Hell Senate yeah. race. He's running as a Republican for U.S. Senate. He's been on Sean Hannity's show and Brett Baer's show in the same week. Every other candidate has to be saying, what the hell do you got to do to get that kind of uh, a kickoff? Well, you got to be a celebrity because we worship celebrity. I've seen him on TV. He should run things. Yes. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> well played, Michael. That would be Arnold Schwarzenegger, the gigantic, dopey former governor of California. Hey, give me clip number 61 before Jack uh, th- uh, thinks otherwise. And, uh, I see our values it. under attack. Many of the issues you talk about frequently keep me up at night. I believe Americans deserve better. And there's solutions out there that are evident that we're not taking advantage of. But we are spending too much time taking people who've got good ideas and shaming them and silencing them and bullying them and canceling them. And but I'll tell you something, in medicine, if we cannot say what we see with our own eyes, people die. That's a pretty good rap. Oh, he's got a great rap. If, if it weren't for his history of what he does on TV, uh, it would make a lot of sense. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. He will be, I, that's why I keep saying, he will be the next senator from the state of Pennsylvania. The only nope. interesting thing to me is, why does he want to do it? I'm just I'm surprised that he wants to, you know, go through the trouble of getting elected and then having to be a senator. From the Department of Hitler commenting on Satan, we have Joy Reid. Really? Go ahead. It's short. 65. And then there's television quackety quack Dr. Mehmet Oz, a longtime New Jersey resident running for the open Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Apparently, he began voting in the state's elections last year by absentee ballot, having registered at his in-laws address in suburban Philadelphia. Which is another reason that he's going to get elected to the U.S. Senate, because now the forces that are like Joy Reid and uh, Lawrence McDonald and uh, somebody on CNN, these kind of people have started attacking him. Then, you know, uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever that whole thing is. Absolutely. Everybody's going to line up behind Dr. Oz, who's on the right. If Joy Reid hates him, then I love him, and that's he just... practically has to start taking wax at the lefty media now uh, to discredit them, which is going to give him credit on sure. the right. So, he will yeah. be the next senator from Pennsylvania. Great, Scott. So there you go. I wish George Washington could rise up out of the grave, mount his ghostly horse, and start swinging that sword of his at at who uh, the, the evildoers. Clearly, uh, I them's just... got it coming. So I just saw a video of a new robot, the latest robot technology. We posted it at armstrongandgetty.com. I tweeted it if you follow us on the Twitter. Joe, you got to check it out. Go to the Twitter right now. You can watch it. It's like a GIF or JIF or whatever. You can watch it real quick. It's freaky how good it is. Facial expressions, arm movements, that sort of thing. We are just years away from all having robot lovers that cuddle us at night. Whoa, wait a minute. And And through artificial intelligence... They uh, they give us everything that we want emotionally. I'm not even talking about physically stuff. They give us everything we want emotionally because the artificial intelligence has figured us out in ways that we don't even know and is filling our every psychological need. And they look like human beings. And then Holy. that is the end of mankind. Holy crap. I'm watching it right now. Isn't that amazing? 
Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That is so disturbing. Yeah. And then, like I said, you get artificial intelligence that can figure out what kind of personality type we are, you know, what exactly we want to hear and do and, you know, what kind of person we want to be around. And that thing is going to be that. We won't, yeah. we won't need any human companions anymore. Right, right. You know, I, I find myself reflecting on the various stupid uh, portrayals of futuristic robots in various movies and TV shows and that sort of thing um, from uh, the danger, danger, Will Robinson, lost in space to even, well, I guess, uh, I guess Star Wars was set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So that's not the future at all. But like C-3PO, th- the movie that got it right was Alien with ash the uh, the science officer who everybody was convinced was human but he was an android yeah this is disturbing man look at it smiling at me cut it out cut it out i'm turning it off <laughs> we have that video at armstrongandgetty.com maybe we should replace nancy pelosi with that robot as she can no longer talk we uh, we got to play this for you again to try to figure out what she's saying we've listened to it several times well there's a theory but do we have time for it michael no coming up next oh, okay. Abita, is yeah, trying okay. to tease yeah okay yeah. So when we come back, we'll, we'll play that for you. And it's pretty good. Uh, well, what do you mean by pretty good? I mean, it's completely incoherent. The idea that she's, you know, third in line to the presidency is a horror. It's, it's, it's utterly, it's just incapacitated. Well, the show has devolved into making fun of old people. So that's just. What we're she There's, needs to be in a home. That's Joe Biden from earlier today. Right there. <laughs> oh my God! Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If I may briefly have some serious political punditry before we get to uh, uh, wackiness. Um, so, uh, news out today, only, uh, 120 some thousand new jobs. So it was way lower than expectations. So that was considered a bad number. Uh, so Joe Biden's at the microphone today and he's, uh, trying to key on the unemployment rate, which dropped despite that, the unemployment rate dropped and it's very low. It's like, it's barely over 4%. And Joe Biden said just moments ago, today's news means that unemployment, the unemployment rate has fallen more in by more than two. He didn't talk. This rambly, I am. Let me read because <laughs> it's ironic. Important. I want you to hear this so I can comment on it. Today's news means that unemployment rate has now fallen by more than two percentage points since I took office. That's the fastest decline in a single year on record, and it's about three times faster than any other president in their first year in office ever. Are we that stupid? Presidents get way too much blame and way too much credit for what the economy does. Mm-hmm. Dude, come on. We the biggest pandemic in a hundred years. Millions and millions of people weren't allowed to go to work. Their businesses were shut down. Then the vaccine comes along. Right when you become president, the businesses start opening up again. They went back to work. That's awesome. That's good. But don't pretend that's that's something you did. Sure, Politics is so stupid. Politics is stupid. Yeah, it is. So speaking of politics, uh, Marco Rubio, and I can't remember that Democratic senator, got together on this bipartisan bill condemning China for its human rights violation. And uh, the uh, Nancy at her weekly briefing, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, don't you know, uh, was asked about this and uh, about that bill and whether she supports it. Here's her answer. 
votes. It's the McGovern bill. It's a stronger bill uh, than the uh, the. It is it's a bill that we could have freestanding, or a bill that is in the Eagle Act that is part of the um, the um, uh, Mr. The Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Kendrick Meeks. No, <laughs> Gregory Meeks bill. Kendrick, we're, we're all uh, we're all very sad about losing Carrie Meek this this week. So uh, I referenced her son, but the Chairman uh, Meek's bill in the um, in the House. So we will have that. But you see, in a, def a defense in a bill, whether it's in the we you whatever that thing's called that they have in the Senate or in a DOD bill, the Senate does not have the right to have a revenue or an appropriations matter. You know, wow. it, it's, it seems pretty obvious to me now, having listened to Joe Biden a lot and uh, and Nancy and, and, and other old people, and, you know, a lot of us are going to get there someday, um, that w when your brain starts to go, whether it's Alzheimer's or just senility, um, a couple things happen. The ability to, to, to come up with a name or a location or whatever Practically anybody over 40 does that now and then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I would not belittle anybody for that. No, and I do it more the more I get older, and it's it's troubling. Um, she and Biden do that. And then apparently the other thing that happens when you get older is those stray thoughts that we all get into our head while we're talking mm -hmm. that when we're younger we can just, like, ignore or push off to the side as we're talking. Apparently when you get older, for some people, you can't do that. And every stray thought, like, gets in. Wow. Doesn't that seem like that's what happens? Um, that's what was happening to Nancy there. It happens to Joe Biden all the time. I all, said, hey, Esther. All your tangential <laughs> thoughts while you're talking make their way out your mouth. Yeah, interesting. I don't know anything about that. I, I don't recall. Just from observing it, it seems to be what yeah. goes on. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, like I said, I would not belittle somebody for cognitive decline, no. nor would I elect them. <laughs> right. That's That's the point. I mean, we have seriously elderly and incoherent leadership that's no way to be you know there's a lot of talk about pete boot edge 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 they say edge edge boot edge edge there it is um being the hot prospect for the democrats for president next time around Part of the reason is everybody in lefty media, all the governors, everybody's kiss, kissing his ass because he's got so many billions of dollars to hand out as the Secretary of Transportation with this massive so-called infrastructure bill. He's being called the most powerful uh, Secretary of Transportation in the nation's history, and it's probably true, but uh, he's he's being talked of as the heir apparent, which evidently has uh, the knickers of Kamala's crew all in a twist. And she's resenting it as well. But, you know, Kamala, you and, and if any of her staffers are listening, look, you gals got nothing. She brings nothing to the party. Come on okay? now. Okay. She showed up without so much as a bag of Doritos. She's not getting elected anything. This is the peak. This is the pinnacle. Enjoy it. But so I think you're uh, leading towards some of the appeal is just people that are a lot younger, like a Pete Mayor Pete. I mean, sure. Yeah. Pete well, Kamala's like, okay. relatively young too, but she's a, a, a numbskull. Uh, oh, and by the way, her chief of staff said this is really disappointing, particularly when we're talking about the first black vice president. So try to toss the race card in there again. You're the chief of staff of the vice president. It's a good gig. It's a solid gig. Looks great on a resume. Your girl is going no higher, none, unless the old man kicks it. 
We got this text, uh, something we talked about earlier. What's the name of the movie Joe was in? It's The Deer Hunter. The scene where uh, it comes up out of the ground with the flamethrower, that's Joe. Yeah, that is me. Shirtless. Oiled. Yeah. Yep. Never seen The Deer Hunter. Madison Baker was here. Okay. That's the name of the, uh, the, the film I'm in. It's a charming family film. And how, how much of the movie are you in? Uh, very little. Uh, there are no small parts, Jack, just small actors. Take a look at me. I'm not one of those. Uh, I, I'm in a handful of scenes, like three, four scenes. Uh, I, I should hit on this. We were talking earlier about, oh, oh so the, um, the prosecutor just got done with a press conference there in Michigan where the high school shooting earlier this week happened. And she is going to charge the parents with a bunch of different things because the kid got access to the gun. And this, this could be a landmark sort of thing, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a, a test case for this sort of thing. Uh, they charged the parents with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. But we got on the topic of securing your guns at home, and do you always have to, and should you always have to, and Second Amendment, and all this different sort of stuff. We got a bunch of texts from people. Uh, some of you just texted the information. Some of you have to go with a, hey, dumbass, did you, you know, I don't, I don't, what, what is that? It's, I'm sorry you're so angry in your life. I hope you can find some happiness. Interesting way to introduce information to a conversation. Um, but about the various biometric safes you can get that you use the earth, handprints, thumbprints, all that different sort of stuff. Does that stuff work really well now? Because when I tried it, now this is several years ago, and technology improves very, very quickly. But I tried one in a store a couple of years ago, and as they were demonstrating it to me, they couldn't get it to open. I thought, all right, this isn't exactly what I'm looking for. you got to pick it up and uh, bash the, the foam invader over the head with it. The right. safe. So you don't want it to not open if you put your thumb on it, or you don't want it to open if your kid's thumb is on it. If I'm going to have a loaded gun in there. Sure. So that, that's, but apparently a bunch of people are texting that that technology has gotten pretty good. If, if the technology is like good enough, then that's the answer right there. Oh, There's yeah. no reason not to have your gun locked up if you can access it really as fast as if it were just laying on the nightstand. Locked, locked, and loaded, but easily accessible is the dream come true, yeah. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, we were talking about various... Um, As you know, I sleep with a machete in each hand, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> and a headband. <laughs> and a headband, shirtless and oiled. I know a guy who actually slept with a loaded gun under his pillow, or at least used to. I wouldn't freak me out. First of all, move to a better neighborhood. If you if you if it's that dangerous, you got to have a loaded gun under your pillow. Find a better place to live. But um, I'd be too concerned that I just like you know squeeze one and flop too yeah. much and turn my pillow over and stuff like that. Shoot uh, your ear off. <laughs> no, no That's good. The best case. No good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, fingerprints, all that sort of stuff. Somebody said they were on a website theater. Oh, they're applying for a home loan. And you had to look at the screen and look to the left and look to the right. It was some sort of facial recognition thing, applying for a home loan. And that's the wow. way they identify you when you log in from there on out. Hmm. Very exciting. It's a great time to be alive. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? I'm still freaked out by those weird bots, the, the, the robots that you tweeted. And you can see it, armstrongandgetty.com. I mean, they were so human as to be disturbing. And I will point out that this uh, robot had like a colorless, grayish-white face. It wasn't done up to look human. And it was disturbing. Yeah. I mean, the, fa- the, the, the shape of it, the contours of the face were very human, but the colors were completely not. And it was still, you know, I'm going to have nightmares. Guaranteed, at least for a small percentage of mankind, guaranteed there'll be 
5% of humans that their main companionship is some sort of AI robot here in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, and we will have to learn a new term for them, and if we call them weirdos or whatever, we'll be, uh, you know... Uh, chastised for it. Robophobics, robophobics or something? Robophobics, exactly. Well played, yeah. I may have just invented the word that will be on everybody's lips in 20 years. Right. Uh, we'll finish strong on the show. We always do. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Uh, it's a moment for choosing. Yeah. For corporate leaders, uh, for political leaders, for leaders of all kinds in the United States. And the question that underpins all of this is... How do you do business? To what extent do you do business? How do you interact with a genocidal regime? And not genocidal because some anti-China hawk uses the word genocidal, but, you know, copiously documented, meticulously documented genocide recognized by the U.S. State Department, recognized by international human rights monitors of uh, the people living in Xinjiang, a Muslim minority, and done on a scale which shocks the conscience, or should should shock the conscience. Should shock the conscience. That's Jonathan Swan of Axios. I love that. And he's absolutely right. We've been saying that for a while. It is a moment of choosing. Everybody's going to be forced to choose. I think they're all putting it off as long as they can. The NBA, uh-huh. Nike, Hollywood, Apple. All these companies are putting it off as long as they can. But the moment of choosing is upon them or very nearly. I think it is. I think it is. And, you know, while I slash we will continue howling for the uh, decoupling with China to whatever extent is possible, you know, you got to be honest. Number one, the money's rolling in. But number two, if you're going to take, say, a 30% shot to your business by discontinuing working with China, that could mean thousands of people lose their jobs. Thousands and thousands. Nice people support their family at your company. It's it's not as simple as no, no. we'll just give up some of our profits, but I think that g- excruciating moment, as you said, is is approaching fairly rapidly. You know, when I was younger, I just I never could understand following history and stuff like that. To how did the world let the Nazis, the Jews, the concentration camps? I realize we didn't fully know everything that was going on, but we knew a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how did the world just allow that? Well, now I know. Now I can see how it happens. It's happening in China, and most of the world is, yeah, that's terrible. Wish you could do something, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Well. Let me stare at my iPhone made in China while I'm wearing my Nikes made in China, watch an NBA game which kowtows to China, and a movie that took certain scenes out because China asked them to. Right. Exactly. Yikes. So uh, a couple of tech stories very briefly. Uh, the U.S. faces an urgent anti-hacker crisis. Uh, a couple of figures for you here. There are nearly 600,000 vacant cybersecurity positions in the public and private sectors. Nearly 600,000 empty cybersecurity jobs. And listen to this, would you? He says, trying to find the hitter. It is. Uh, just 3% of the federal government's IT workforce 
is under the age of 30. Just 3%. That's not good. Now, I get why it's government work. It's hard to get fired. But, you know, somebody in their 30s, 40s, 50s can keep up with the technology. I think they do a very good job. But in a field like computer science, hacking, coding, I promise you that the, the, those figures aren't true at Apple and Google and, no. you know, wherever else. Or among the best hackers in the world. If you could just survey who the best hackers are in the world, guarantee you it ain't 3% of them are under 30. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you have the patience to hear about the latest idiotic TikTok challenge and the alleged dangers it's causing? Eating cinnamon while planking? <laughs> Close. Actually, police in the North Bay are urging people not to participate in the current TikTok challenge, the oh, geez, that's, door kick that's, challenge. That sentence on its own. Police are asking parents to make sure their kids don't participate in the list. It's just, I can't even, I didn't even hear the end. So what's the end? Uh, it's the door kick challenge or the door knocking challenge in it. People kick loudly or knock on a door in time with the two drum beats in a popular Kesha song. So you smack the door as hard as you can twice, then run away. But they're concerned people will think it's home invasions, particularly in hairier neighborhoods where people sleep with guns underneath their pillows, or you will cause senior citizens to be terrified. <sighs> I know. I haven't got the slightest sense of how much these have an effect on people. Petaluma Police issued a community advisory. That doesn't mean anything. My school issued an advisory about killer clowns at the edge of the woods. We have no woods. <laughs> no, they did. And no killer clowns. Yes. There were there were there were emails about clowns. Nothing that stupid could ever happen, Jack. <laughs> killer clowns at the edge of the woods. So it's probably the killer clowns knocking on your door. <laughs> so Run for your lives. So if that could happen, certainly the Petaluma police could react to a non-existent problem. Yeah, yeah. You know what, uh, Michael? A lot of these kids who are doing this, they're high on Jenkum. Did you oh, know that? Boy. That's the worst. <laughs> they're doing those rainbow <laughs> lipstick parties. Oh, with their Jenkum. <laughs> oh, there's already an Elvis approaching now presenting. Strong and get deep. That's really weird. <laughs> I like it, though. It's really great. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day? Michelangelo, our technical director, has a final thought. Michael? Well, Joe, you said we keep getting dumber. I'm going to call it right now. 2028, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, President, Vice President. Wow. Get used to wow. it. Get used wow. to Dr. it. Dr. Phil. I do, what? I do think there's a fair amount of Dr. Oz looking at Trump and saying, I could do that. I would agree. Sure. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. As a final thought, Alex? I'll try to cheer us up after that one. I'm playing a nice round of golf at a nice course in my area tomorrow, but it's been real dark and foggy when we're uh, teeing off, so I have light-up golf balls being delivered to my house as we speak. Cool. Nice. Didn't know that Global. was a thing. Huh. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us? Do you remember Gorilla Glue Girl? Remember her who got the Gorilla Glue in her hair and everything like that? And then there was like a GoFundMe and everybody felt sorry for her and everything like that? Well, now she's lost a bunch of her hair because of a botched dye job. I don't know how old she is, but can we, can we keep her from voting? Can we? <laughs> what? 
Uh, my final thought was last night, Judy and I went to an event. I had a couple of pops, and we ended up dancing. That's the first time I've danced in 20 years. So see y'all in 2041. Let's cut the rug, huh? And is 20 years even accurate? Outside of dancing with your daughter, which doesn't count. Right. Had you danced in the 20 years ago, or is it even longer? It's hard to say, but if it were longer, I would not be shocked. Yeah. I have studiously, carefully avoided it were for your, many, many moons. Were your moves every bit as good as they always were? I don't know. I, I think I was freed up by the libations. I think I was really grooving, really kicking it. Looked like uh, Justin Timberlake up there. Looked like Bruno Mars, as far as I remember. And what's, what song was uh, were you dancing to? There were, there were several. Okay. Are you kidding? What song? Oh, you owned the floor. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, get out of my way. Sure. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Just doing a little break dance and spinning around in my head. So they yeah. formed those lines on both sides, Ian. You're just the center star. Oh, I'm like John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> so many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. we got some great Let's Go Brandon t-shirts and hats and you name it. And Drop us an email. If there's something we ought to be talking about, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You're spinning on the floor. See you Monday. God bless America. I said that earlier in the week. I cannot understand the word you're saying. And I hate that. There's still an opportunity to join us in being adults in the room. Get brazen with me. All right. First of all, I didn't lie. Are you sh- Let's go, Brandon. I think that's a part of it. It's really serious. What would you like me to do? Let me say, let me say one thing. Um, the, um, uh, Mr. Uh, no. Come on. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. Uh, Armstrong and Getty.